You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Now, on the line, we should have a local journalist from the Shepparton News, Caleb Francis. Are you there, Caleb? Yes, I am. Oh, Morning. God. God. Yeah, I'd be worried there for a minute, mate. Good to hear your voice. How's things? Yeah, good, good. And with you? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Loving the weather. Loving the weather. What's been going on this week with the Shepparton News? What's been going on with you? Oh, well, we had a, we had a bit in the, the Shep News this week. Uh, well, good thing for us, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, the first thing I'd like to mention is that today in our in Friday's paper, we've got our our home magazine. Home. So, yes, our home. So it's just a, you know, just a Harvey sort of magazine, just about, you know, homes, recipes, things you can do around the house, interesting homes around the region. So um, I'd highly recommend people to buy today's paper because the magazine comes in there for free. Now, Caleb, did you contribute to that? Did you, like, submit a recipe or a handy hint? No, unfortunately, no? I'm not. Clearly, I'm not good enough to to, <laughs> to write in the Our Home magazine because I, I unfortunately didn't contribute to this this edition. Maybe so, next time. Maybe next Maybe next time, yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Um, but, yeah, but, but in other news, we've got, um, for the past few months, I'd say, the, the Pine Lodge Cemetery has been a bit of a hot topic. So recently, the, the CEO of the trust responsible for the, um, the cemetery met with 11 of the families whose loved ones have been buried uh, in the cemetery because there has been some sort of, you know, controversy around where they have been buried. So, Oh, my goodness. The, yeah, so the, the, well, not where, but, you know, which? what's happening in, in, in the cemetery. Yeah, which, which plot, because they've been buried in a sort of new section or or row of the cemetery. So mm-hmm. instead of having the angled raised headstones, this new row has a flat footpath-like surface. Okay. So I don't know if you've been to the, the cemetery, but they've got a beautiful, almost military-styled um, headstone uh, over the graves. But in this particular section, it's just completely flat, and it does sort of look like a, a bit of a footpath. So is it is it like uh, uh, little plaques on the ground or...? Either side yeah, well, where the well, graves yeah, are marked, it, it, or it's sort of the, the headstones are pieces of concrete that go onto the other ones. But with the the current ones, it's just completely flat, and the uh, the plaques go onto the onto the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I don't. Yeah, so you're right, mate. Go keep going. Oh, oh no. So yeah, so I'm saying it's 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 brought a lot of um, issues with with all these different families. We've had a few people in the news over the past few weeks, you know, talking to us about all the issues that they faced. And, hmm. and for many people, their, their parents or family members, they wanted to, to be buried in the Pine Lodge Cemetery for reasons such as, you know, the, the, raised, uh, the angled raised headstones. Yep. So, you know, few, few t- after the parents have been buried or the family members have been buried, um, we've had somebody who's lived, you know, interstate, they've come back and they've seen that, where their parents are buried is just completely flat. It looks like yep. the footpath. So that has raised a lot of concern. And yeah, well, it would, wouldn't it? First. Yeah, no, completely. Um, because, you know, you think you're doing an incredible thing or mm. a good thing by putting your parents or your loved ones in the place that they would have wanted to be, but then you come back and it's completely different to, you know, when they were alive and what they would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, that would uh, it concern me. It would yeah, concern no, me. Yeah, no, definitely, me too. And, and this isn't the first time that the organisation um, that runs the, uh, the the cemetery has been involved, you know, in issues. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, 
um, there was a, there was a community meeting held, uh, you know, due to some of the items uh, placed at the graves, you know, including photos and ornaments and plants. They were removed from from the grave sites by staff. Yeah, well, at at the time, the, the board of of the uh, the board that runs the, the cemetery, they said that it was the work of the former CEO that. Uh, CEO sort of initiated this removal of items, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 quite sad to see. And and the issue that I think with this gravestone and the member for Northern Victoria Wendy Lovell has been very passionate about this is that um, the the board is based out of out of Bendigo, and there's there's no representative <laughs> from from this this region on the board. <laughs> It's a way of the world, isn't it? Yeah, oh my goodness! Yeah. And, and you know, at the time, she she called for the board to you know either either resign or or be removed because of how how many issues and you know how yeah. much pain it's sort of causing the community and the people who who have loved ones buried there. Yeah, yeah. If you've got people that uh, have something to do with the with the cemetery on on the board, probably better decisions will be made, or more courteous decisions would be made not made by somebody somewhere else at some time. Yeah, no, exactly. What else you got, mate? Yeah. Well, we, we saw the mayor this week, uh, along with uh, Shane Tarik, and along with uh, Councillor Jeff Dobson and a Talagarupna farmer, Nat Akers. They went up to Canberra. Canberra. So the reason... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the reason they were, they were there is, you know, to raise concerns or awareness about the federal government's plan to take more water from the Murray Darling yeah. irrigators. What's up with that? Yeah, so so what's happened was, um, according to you know our federal member uh, Sam Birrell, so he was saying that the government was sort of planning to rip up the Murray Darling uh, Basin plan and take more water from the regions. That's nuts. So. Yeah, no, it's incredibly crazy. And, and to think that, you know, and obviously with, you know, less water for agriculture, this affects food production, which results in higher food costs. Mm. So they were all up in Canberra to sort of raise awareness and to highlight that, you know, we as a region, we, we don't want this. We, we do need our water and we do need our agriculture. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, some of the decisions to do with water. I mean... You know, plants grow in the gra- uh, grow in the ground, but you need water to make them grow. And you take the water away, well, we all go hungry. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so and it, it's incredibly important for you know Greater Shepparton in particular as the, the mm. food bowl of Australia. And one thing that I thought was was pretty uh, not, not maybe not funny, but the, the mayor sort of coined a phrase. He said, he said, don't, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds the nation. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's very important because we 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 sort of do. Yeah. Oh, we all do it every single day. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not on this kind of scale. But he's right, a hundred percent. Yeah, but so important conversations are happening, you know, in the community, and our community leaders are going up to to Canberra to discuss it, which I think is really good, um, and it just shows the type of leadership that we have. Uh, not just, you know, when it comes to food, but like I mentioned before, you know, with the cemetery, with these community mm. issues, we've got. You know, we've got our representatives clearly, you know, representing us and sort of defending us where they, where they, where they need to. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything's outsourced. Um, we don't get to make any decisions ourselves. It's a bit strange. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you got one uh, more for me? More. Oh, sorry, mate. Keep well, going. I've got, I, oh, I do, I do, I do have. 
Sorry. I do have one more. So, yeah. And I think this is very, very important. So the Victorian government has um, or is introducing, introducing scholarships mm-hmm. to cover the entire degree costs for people who are wanting to become secondary school teachers. Yep. So when are you going to start teaching, mate? <laughs> no? I was actually, I was thinking about it, but, you know, journalism is at my heart, so... Yeah, less kids with journalism what, too. What so. about you? Me? <laughs> I can't even teach myself to wash my dishes properly. <laughs> I am the world's worst Never teacher of anything. My goodness, you really don't know oh, me. No, but, <laughs> no, but I think, yeah, you know, as somebody that's, you know, sort of graduated from high school at the end of last year and, you yeah. know, see the sort of the strain that... Um, that the lack and the, or the shortage of teachers has had. I remember we've had, you know, a few few days, particularly with COVID, we'd have a few teachers off and we'd have to cancel days of school because of, you know, because there they weren't many people to teach us. So, yeah. you know, this new initiative is the government is introducing is part of a about a 200, almost $230 million package. And what it will do, it will you know, support teachers, you know, throughout their degree. So mm. people studying to become teachers, um, you know, helping them with their, their studies and their living expenses and all that. Um, and then I think after, once they've graduated, the, the final um, the final part of the scholarship will be given if they complete two years in mm-hmm. uh, government schools yeah as teachers once they've graduated so i think it's really good it, it shows that you know they're not really just you know giving any person a degree. Yeah. you've got to sort of show that you're interested and that you want to be a teacher so yeah, even I... though you know it might be good for some of us if i went to if i had to do it i wouldn't get the full amount because i wouldn't be teaching afterwards yeah. i'd still be working yeah. as a journalist so i think it's really good that they've got these sort of these plans in place that, you know, the system isn't really abused and that they can still get something out of it. Yeah, we'll do this. As long as you do what you're going to say you're going to do. It's a hard job. I mean, like, it's not just from from 9 o'clock till 3.30. I mean, a teacher's job starts way before that and ends way after it. And they're always thinking it's a hard job being a teacher. Yeah, exactly. All the planning that has to go into it, all the... Yeah, even, planning. You know, I have some teachers that were... They used to be, you know, sick on days, but they said, oh, I still have to, you know, plan what you guys do for the day, regardless of whether I'm in bed or not. You can't, you know, you can't not do anything during that day. So, yeah. you know, take my hat off to all the teachers out there. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. Well, thank you very much, mate. I'm going to have to cut you off so I don't get cut off on the news like I almost did at the last news. You have a fantastic weekend. Get out there and get some good stories for us. And uh, we'll be able to hear you again next Friday with Terry. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Maybe you should do a bit of the country news as well. I think we're looking for a country news person as well. <laughs> Maybe I'll speak to some of my colleagues. Yeah, country news isn't really well forte, but give it a try. Ask around. One of them might like to talk. Um, I think we, I think we might be looking for one. Sorry, Terry, if I've got that wrong. I may have misread the messages from Terry. But Caleb Francis, thank you very much for taking time today to speak to us here at One FM. It is really, really appreciated. Thanks, Blamo. All right. You have a great weekend, mate. I'll be reading your stories. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. 
Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.